This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. It's time for episode 260, and I am your host, Lance Descott. Everybody's so frustrated with the Blues. They win two. They get blown out. They don't just get beat two to one, three to two. I don't know if they get too confident and they think they can beat anybody. I just don't know. I'm glad it's towards the end of the year. We can all be positive and hopefully the second half of this season coming up, which it's almost to that point, will be much better for the Blues. Is it going to be good enough to make the playoffs? I don't think so, but I hope they prove me wrong. I really do. Now, going into this game against Pittsburgh, Everybody knew it was going to be a tough game. Pittsburgh did not play well at the beginning of the season. They were one of the worst teams in the league at one point. But they've picked it up. And you know why they've picked it up? Because they worked through their issues. They solved them. Their coach didn't say, oh, we just got to get better. We got to improve. We're going to work on it. We'll go look at it and we'll improve. You could tell they made some changes. And the players, all of a sudden, just started playing very, very good. They've got a ton of talent and probably more than the Blues do. But with the way the Blues have been playing, winning two in a row, one before the Christmas break against Calgary, and then a very good game against the Sabres. But history was not in their favor, and their season, which has been up and down, as we all know, continued against the Penguins. The Penguins would get the first goal of the game, and it would be caused by a stupid, stupid penalty taken by Alex Steen. The power play was working very, very well for the Penguins. And who else is going to get their first goal? Of course, it was Sidney Crosby who was sitting all alone at the side of the net. Nothing Jake Allen could do on that one. Crosby setting up shot behind the goal goes to the corner. Bill Kessel weighing his options. Kessel looking, sliding that Hornquist, walking out all the way across. Shot score, Crosby! He buries it 48 seconds into the hockey game on the power play. It's Pittsburgh up 1-0. Well, that PP can win you a lot of hockey games. And for Sidney Crosby in game 899 in his career, they go from the outside down to the front of the net. I cannot believe Hornquist didn't shovel that puck to the net, nor can the St. Louis Blues as Edmondson kind of let Allen go one-on-one with Hornquist. The Blues have a decent penalty kill, but when you're giving up a ton of penalties, especially in the first part of the game, You're not going to win a lot of games. That's what happened in this game. The Blues gave up a bunch of penalties, and it started with that one with Alex Steen. And you're not going to stop Pittsburgh a lot on the power play. They're a very good, disciplined team. They pass quickly. Guys get open, especially Crosby. And when Crosby gets the puck, and he's that alone, 99.9% of the time, he's not going to miss. That goal from Crosby was his 17th of the year. Hornquist gets his 8th assist. A nice pass from Hornquist. Kessel gets his 25th assist, 48 seconds in, guys. And the Blues find themselves down one to nothing early. But from that point on, they played a little bit better. They got out of the first period, down just one to nothing, and they were very fortunate to do so. Pittsburgh outshot them 12 to 8 in that period. We're hoping the Blues can get back in the game in the second period and start putting some pressure on Matt Murray. That wouldn't happen, though. It would be the Penguins that would keep taking advantage of power plays throughout this game, and they would go up two to nothing 
early in the second period. Shoot in from Pittsburgh. Allen plays it around the wall. It's cut off by Pearson. Used his body. Twists away from Bomeister. Rikula straight away. Fires. He scores! Yuso Rikula. First National Hockey League goal. And the Pittsburgh Penguins have a 2-0 lead. He gets his first in St. Louis for Rikula. And they got the puck. Jake Gensel's got it for him. Rikula's on, and he gets a tap from his teammate. Shoot the puck. Shoot the puck, and he's got a good one. And he rips it by the glove hand of Jake Allen. Over the pad, under the glove. Skates into it, takes the open ice. Great job. Great job by Ricola. Ricola takes a simple shot from about 30 feet out, 25 to 30 feet out, and puts it past Jake Allen. Terrible goal to let in. I know it's a power play, but it's still a terrible goal to let in. Ricola gets his first goal of the year, as you heard on the playback. Pearson gets his fifth assist. Broussard gets his sixth assist, power play goal, Ricola, five minutes, 13 seconds in. Sad to say they were not done for this period. Dumoulin has Crosby going to the net. Dumoulin mishandles it. Second try gets it along. Crosby straight away. Letang down low, touched by Aston Reese. He scores! Zach Aston Reese! A very Crosby-like redirection neatly into the back of the net to make it 3-0 Pittsburgh. That is very Crosby-esque, isn't it? Tremendous stuff. It goes up into the top portion of the net for Aston Reese. The key to that play was the great pass by Latang. Right to Aston Reese. Nobody around him. All alone at the side of the net. Second time that's happened in this game. First it was Crosby. Then it was Aston Reese. He deflects it in past Jake Allen. That goal by Aston Reese would be his fifth of the year. Latang gets his 22nd assist. Crosby gets his 28th assist. Seven minutes, 17 seconds in. The Penguins are up. Three to nothing. But as I said earlier, penalties would kill the Blues and the Penguins would get another power play opportunity and they took huge advantage of it. Patrick Hornquist makes it four to nothing. And they win a faceoff, get in position here. Latang shot, score! Chris Latang! It took seven seconds. The Penguins three for three on the power play. They're up four nothing in St. Louis. Shot first mentality. Get the puck there. Hornquist is looking for the puck. I thought he touched it, but he pointed to Latang as if to say, it's your goal, Chris. Goes right by Hornquist. It must have just touched Allen on the way through and jumped up into the net from 58. I don't know how it got by Hornquist. Hornquist points at Latang. That tells me it's 58's goal, but you don't score it if you don't have 72 in front of the net. We're going to have a goaltending change. Tang shoots the puck from just inside the blue line. Hornquist is in front of Jake Allen screening him, and then it deflects off of him, goes into the net. Penguins are up four to nothing. Just horrendous penalty kill by the Blues in this game. That goal would be Hornquist 14. Latang gets his 23rd assist. Kessel gets his 26th assist. Nine minutes, 25 seconds in. Third power play out of three opportunities, and the Penguins are up four to nothing. There was a little bit of light about five minutes later when David Perron would finally get a puck past Matt Murray to make it four to one. And Steen to O'Reilly, to the back to Bolmeister, and that shot, save rebound, they score! David Perron finds a wide open net, and he makes it four to one. Real good, solid couple of shifts here. Their spots by the Blues has been good. Skating, checking with their legs. And again, you go back to it. They've been guilty of overpassing on prime scoring opportunities. But here's an example of a play with his eyes behind his back right there. And, and how he finds David Perron is incredible. What a pass from Ryan O'Reilly. 
using that backhand, the fat part of his blade. Just a phenomenal pass. It was a great pass by Ryan O'Reilly, one of the few bright spots of the game. Perron takes it, no doubting this one. 13th goal of the year for Perron. O'Reilly with that great pass gets his 20th assist. Steen gets his 9th assist. 14 minutes, 36 seconds into the second. The Blues have a little bit of life and they're down 4-1. to one. The Blues actually outshot Pittsburgh 12-6 to six in this period. So Pittsburgh scored three goals on six shots. Going into the third period, would we see something the Blues haven't done all year and that's come back from being down by several goals? Well, I think we all know the answer to that, and that answer is no. The Penguins, again, dominated the third period, I thought, and would get two goals, one from Jake Gensel and one from Evgeny Malkin, and that one from Malkin was the power play goal. Crosby maneuvers out through center, carries wide around O'Reilly, curls on Pareko, who gets smothered up against the boards, bounced off the check, got the pass off. Dumoulin fires, score! Jake Gensel was right in front. There's Gensel waving at the puck. Not sure if he touched it or not. Dumoulin gets it on the net. Head up, shot. Well, that puck goes up. I don't know if it hit the stick or the glove of Bennington. Bill Kessel has Hornquist at the side of the net. Malkin drifting back in the high slot. Goes there. One-timer. He scores! Evgeny Malkin! It's 6-1 for the black and gold. They're 4-4 four for four on the power play. 4-4 four for four and Gino finds the soft spot in the middle of that box of the Blues. And he rips it over Bennington's glove. Wow. I really like what Malkin did there. Backed up. Whack Bartuzzo stick. Waited a second. Ripped the puck. He had everything going there. Yes, indeed. The Penguins had everything going, not just in the third period, but for about 99% of the game. That first goal was by Gensel. Gets his 16th goal. Dumoulin gets his 10th assist. Crosby gets his 29th assist. Three minutes, five seconds in. It's 5-1. to one. And then just 33 seconds later on a power play, Evgeny Malkin gets his 12th goal of the year. Kessel gets his 27th assist. And Latang gets his 24th assist. Shots on goal, 31 for the Blues, 30 for Pittsburgh. Face-offs, 51% in Pittsburgh's favor to 49% for the Blues. The Penguins were 4-for-4 four four on the power play. The Blues were 0-for-2. The Blues out-hit the Penguins 25-12. to 12. Penguins out-blocked the Blues 23-5. to 5. Let's get to the post-game interviews. We're going to hear from David Perron and Alex Petrangelo, who had just returned from his injury. And then, of course, Coach Berube on a bad, bad loss. I think we were all very interested to see what he had to say after this game to see if it's going to be the same thing that he has said all year after each Blues loss. Well, even if it's one or two times, obviously, they were pretty sharp on the power play. And for us, we got to work maybe a little bit more uh, to, to draw them or earn them more. And, uh, I mean, I didn't think we were that sharp either on, on some of the plays on the power play. We had good looks at the same time, but uh, we have to be a lot better, I think, in that regard uh, for our team to to have consistent uh, success. And, uh, yeah, I mean, 5-on-5, five five, we did some good things. Uh, but I don't know how you can bring too many good things, but 6-1 loss there. Is this sort of loss tonight? I mean, the scores look the same, but does it feel different, or do you think the game was different versus some of the other bigger losses? Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, in other games we were going away easy, and obviously the score kind of looks like that, but 5-1-5 five five again, there's a few things there that was something to build on maybe, and um, yeah, it felt a little bit different for sure. What happened to all the positives? Like lately guys have been saying better communication, yeah. better adjustments. Yeah. What happened to it? 
Honestly, like I think they supported us, way, supported supported the puck way better than we did tonight. They exposed us uh, in different areas that um, I don't think we we lacked energy. I, I, I think they were just uh, making better plays than, than we were tonight. And you got to tip your hat that uh, they were better than us tonight. But at the same time, uh, doesn't mean that we wouldn't want a, another crack at them tomorrow and, and see if the result wouldn't, wouldn't be different. But yeah, you're right. Uh, we can say one, things one day and the next day it doesn't apply. So whether it's uh, not consistent or not saying the right things, I think we've just got to go back to work tomorrow and try and figure it out. Did you, you had sufficient scoring chances tonight, though. I mean, you seem like you had a lot of quality opportunities. Yeah. And there were times you missed the net, too. And yeah, it's like there's there's too. a few like uh, key moments, mostly like uh, sh when it's one nothing short, he kind of misses on that one uh, or the, the goalie makes a great save, probably more qualified in, in that regard. Um, I don't know. There's many. Like uh, when I came around the circle, I hit Murray in the in the arm. I don't think he saw it. Uh, just one of those. Sometimes they go in, and um, I I do think that offensively we can do more. To when we come in the zone, at times we kind of just put it on net. To oh, we did our job. Put it on net. I I feel like you can advance the play, grind them down a little bit more, and hang on to it. And then if it turns over and you don't have a shot on it, well, so be it. At least you, you ground them down, in my opinion. And I think you're going to find better opportunities that way than, than sometimes uh, playing a game where you just put everything on that without caring about anything else. Yeah, well, they get one, but they score four power play goals. So penalty kill wasn't good enough. And, you know, they don't get those chances. You know, you do the math, it's 2-1. It's a much closer game. So tough to give those guys that many opportunities. Um, you know, players like that not only you know, get chances, but they feel better about the game when they have uh, the puck on their stick. So when they get that on the power play. A lot of it happened when you were you were out injured, but penalties have kind of been an ongoing problem. Is there anything that, yeah. that you see uh, or some of them just undisciplined or? Sometimes they're not great calls, but sometimes uh, stuff happens, but that's the penalty kill's job. You don't have to kill three or four in a game to kind of pick those guys up. So some nights the power play might have to win you a game. Some nights the penalty kill might have to. So it's on us killers to limit these guys because uh, they feed off that. I know you're not about coulda, woulda, shouldas, but you guys had a lot of chances tonight if any yeah, of those go in early. Yeah, he made some big saves, especially in that second period. We had a lot of pressure, but, uh, you know, when you're down by a couple, you're pushing. Um, we put it back on the power play again and start the third. So um, good chances. Just got to limit theirs. It slipped. It's been – it slipped about the uh, last five games, I would say. It's um, – you know, they're just mistakes that are made that, um, you know, can't happen. We got to do a better job of blocking shots and, you know, in some scenarios, but uh, they're just mistakes that, uh, you know, we got to clean up. Different mistakes on different goals? Or yeah, different mistakes on different goals. Uh, you know, it's not just one thing that's happening, it's just mistakes. So that was ultimately the cause tonight. Well, I don't believe it was a mental block tonight. I thought there was, you know, I thought we were ready to play. Um, you know, the penalties, they're on, you know, we can't take the penalties we took tonight. You know, first shift penalty, and they score. Um, you know, I still, I, you know, I thought that our game was pretty good, though, where we had good energy, and I thought we were doing some good things. And, you know, then they, they get another power play goal, and, you know, it's kind of snowballed a little bit after that. Well, um, 
they we let them block too many shots tonight. You know, they had 23 blocks in the game. We had a lot of attempts and um, never got it through. Missing that a lot, too. Yeah. Did you have, did you feel like you had sufficient? Well, I thought, yeah, we had we had a lot of good quality scoring chances. I think that at times we're too slow at getting a shot off, um, maybe looking for another play, um, you know, who knows. But, you know, we, there's 60 attempts that didn't get to the net. When, that, that's a, that's, that's a lot. You know, so we got to do a better job there. We, you know, we got to do a better job of getting that through and um, hitting the net. When, when shots are blocked, is that a case of just waiting a split second? Well, sometimes they do a good job though. Pittsburgh of challenge and and getting in the shooting lanes, but uh, you know, we definitely could do a better job. So, can you take any positives, some positives out of the game? At least something to build on. No, well, listen, I mean. It's hard to take a positive out of a six-one game like that, you know. We we got to clean up our penalty kill. Uh, we got to we got to get our special teams going again in the right direction. Power play's got to be better too. You feel like you're losing that face-off in the in the defensive zone too. That's enabling teams to get that power play set up too. It seems like you know, you're not winning. Maybe winning that key draw too. They're clear. There is some issues with clears at times on it, but. Uh, uh, I didn't think that was the issue tonight. You know, Crosby's a good face-off guy. You know, they have a power play. He's going to win most of his draws. Obviously, you're not going to hold out a healthy Alex Petrangelo, and I do know that four of their goals were power play, but did you, it didn't seem like you had the same defensive chemistry as you had in the past stretch. Did you think that? Or? Um, well, it's peak, that was penalty kill, you know. I don't, I'm not sure that had anything to do with uh, having Alex back. Alex, it was just okay. First game back, it's tough, you know, but um, he did some good things, though. Some of these uh, post-game interviews drive me crazy. Some stuff that uh, the players say and that the coach says. David Perron says that you can take some positives out of the way they played, and you have to look at it. You know, if you take away those four power play goals, it's two to one. A team should never, ever think that way. A team should think we got we got blown out on home ice, regardless of the power plays. The Blues only scored one goal. So even if that's true and you take the power plays away, they still lose two to one. It would not have been as bad of a loss, but a loss is a loss. I don't see anything positive to take out of this. I don't understand that comment. When we're five on five, we did pretty good, some positive things. You were hardly ever five on five with as many power plays as the team had. And the coach Bay says he thought they came out strong and they were ready to play. You gave up a power play goal 48 seconds in to the first period on a stupid, stupid penalty by Alex Steen. And you know how you gave up that power play goal? Sidney Crosby, one of the best players in the league, standing alone at the side of the net just waiting for a pass. Inexcusable. If you're ready to play, and you start out strong, you don't, number one, give up that penalty because you're focused on what you're doing. Number two, you don't let Sidney Crosby, one of the best players in the league, stand right next to Jake Allen and get a pass and put it right past him. And again, Coach Berube says, we need to be strong. We need to be stronger on the power play. We need to be stronger on the penalty kill. We need to be strong. We need to do this. We need to get better. 
Every game he says that. If he truly had answers, this would be fixed. Mike Yo didn't have the answers, and Craig Berube doesn't have the answers. And I'm telling you guys, it's some of the players. Alex Petrangelo comes back, and I'm going to give him a break. It was not a good game for him, but he's just coming back, so I'm not going to say anything about it. you got to get back into game shape. He's been gone for several weeks, and it's going to take some time. But there's a lot of guys out there that did not give the effort, and I don't see how that's going to change unless they get a coach that comes in there and really makes them accountable, as Coach Berube said he would do in his press conference right after they fired Mike Yo. Players need to be accountable, and I'm going to make them accountable. He hasn't made them accountable. And in that same press conference, he says, there's only a couple things we need to change, and we've already started working on them. It's not that major. Well, apparently it's very major. There's a lot of people out there that will call me a pessimist, call me somebody that's negative. But I challenge anyone to email me, send me a tweet, direct message, whatever, and tell me, that this team is a good team. Coaches used to always tell me that you're only as good as your record. So the Blues are not good. Do they have some talent? Yes, they do. Now let's get into the coaching search. As I've said a couple times, that if Craig Berube was not replaced very quickly, the chances of us getting a good coach in here this year are almost none. That if it goes on too long, that means that Coach Berube is probably going to coach the team the rest of the year. There's a lot of coaches that aren't going to want to come in at this part of the year. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Tune in next time when we'll be going over the Blues-Rangers game, which will be played tomorrow night, Monday night. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, and let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.